Do you want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. It lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. You know I love that, and I promise you the other platforms don't offer that. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can also earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. I've been using Spotify for Podcasters from the very start. I highly recommend you give it a try. Just don't post on Monday. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hey everyone, Gil Gross here, and it is time for a preview of the 2023 Madrid Open Men's Final between Carlos Alcaraz and the first ever lucky loser to reach a Masters 1000 final, Jan Lennard Struff. I will talk about each player's keys and paths to victory. I will give a prediction at the end, but first, let's start with the head-to-head. It is one apiece between Struff and Alcaraz. The German won... Uh, in 2021, in the third round of Roland Garros against what I would call a prepubescent Carlos Alcaraz. If not literally, that's kind of what it looked like. If you want to go back and see what Alcaraz looked like at the time, uh, he looks half the size in every single muscle in his body. Uh, but Struff on that one. More recently, a post-muscled Carlos Alcaraz faced Jan Leonard Struff at Wimbledon last year, first round with Alcaraz's lack of grass court experience, that was one that we had circled, no doubt about that. And it was as uncomfortable for Alcaraz as I thought it could be. It went five sets, Alcaraz just squeaked by and escaped. And Struff at the time was coming off of the injury so there wasn't much form for Struff. I mean, he probably feels at that time that he wasn't even close to his best. And he was still able to push Alcaraz to five. Of course, the conditions are uh, much better for Alcaraz in Madrid than they are at Wimbledon. Uh, if nothing else, just due to his experience playing on this court surface and his, at this point, Already long history of successful winning efforts on this very court. Let's talk about their paths. This tournament so far. Alcaraz has been really, really, really awesome. He hasn't dropped a set since the opening set he played against Emil Rusevori in his first match. Since then, he has top 50 wins against uh, Sinego, Ben Shelton, Dusan Lajevic. Uh, oh, Sorry, those are the people Struff beat. Apologies, apologies. Uh, since the Rusevori three-setter, Alcaraz has defeated Dimitrov, Zverev, Hachinov, and Chorich. All in straight sets. Uh, quick word about the Chorich semifinal since I chose not to do a post-match. Uh, biggest issue for Chorich in that match was the finishing. You know, we know he's got a great backhand, but it's not a finisher. The forehand wasn't horrendous, but it wasn't a finisher. The volleys aren't good enough for him to finish up there. The serve with, with the way 
Alcaraz was standing back on return, and we'll talk a lot about that in a moment, uh, wasn't good enough to be a finisher. So it, it just seemed really, really hard for Chorich to actually hit through Alcaraz in this match, especially when Alcaraz took a little pace off, added some height, added some spin, took away angle, went through the middle of the court, and, and when he did those things, it, it just felt like Chorich was at a loss. He, he couldn't really do anything with the ball. Another thing from that match is, is the Alcaraz forehand. Unbelievable. Fantastic forehand effort for Alcaraz. And that was providing the instant and reliable offense in his game that Chorich was missing in his. As for Struff, what a path it's been. He loses to Aslan Karatsev in the qualifiers. He gets the lucky loser slot. And since then, he has won all six of his main draw matches in three sets. Top 50 wins against Sinego, Lajevic, and Shelton. Signature win over Stefanos Tsitsipas. That's a top five victory. And then the revenge win in the semifinal against Aslan Karatsev. Standout shot for Struff continues to be his serve. That was true in the Karatsev match as well. He definitely outserved Aslan. Uh, he hit 15 aces, 56% first serves unreturned. Decent percentage, over 60% as well. And on the Karatsev side of things, he won the first set by really, really dominating all of the longer rallies against Struff from the back of the court. And he did a great job of keeping Struff on the baseline and away from the net. As the match progressed, Struff was finding his way forward a little bit more often, and Karatsev had a physical issue. The leg gave out on him, and that really took a toll in the third set. With that, let us get to our keys to victory, starting with Carlos Alcaraz. First thing on return games. Take away easy points from Struff on serve. Make him execute. Make him work for everything. Alcaraz has done an unbelievable job of this, but this is where uh, Juan Carlos Ferrero and Carlitos have a fascinating decision ahead of them, which is where should he stand on the first serve return. Now, remember, he's played Zverev, Hachinov, and Chorich, three great servers, and in all three of those matches, Alcaraz has done an unbelievable job, even in altitude, of getting tons of returns back in play, neutralizing their ability to rack up aces and service winners in their service games. Alcaraz has done an unbelievable job on his return from an extremely deep position of being a retriever and getting everything back. But the thing about those three guys is none of them are really good plus one finishers. We talked about Chorich not having that weapon. Well, Hachinov with zero transition game whatsoever, so uncomfortable at net, and sometimes lacking a little bit of precision on the forehand side as well, even though he brings the power uh, with the forehand, doesn't always put it in great spots. All right, you know, he's not all that great on the plus one behind his serve. Zverev is not great there at all. You know, his forehand, especially in the match, left everything to be desired. The backhand uh, is is not going to really produce uh, reliably 
as a winning shot behind the serve either. So against those opponents, Alcaraz knew if I just get the serve back, I can use my legs to get back into the point. Against Struff, who brings a big serve, just like the, the other three of those guys, although maybe even bigger, he has a little bit extra in terms of how clinical he can be finishing off points behind his serve. And he can threaten with the serve and volley. And if Alcaraz is going to stand on the back fence, he is going to open up the serve and volley option. He's not going to get aced as often. He's going to have more time to get more returns back in play, but the serve and volley is going to be there. So does he stand up and take away the serve and volley and potentially allow Struff to get more cheap points? Or does he stand back and allow Struff to serve and volley? What's he going to do there? If I were him, I would stand deep. I would stand back, let Struff serve and volley, make the returns and just force Jan Lennard to execute good volleys over and over again. That's what I would do. Probably. I would take the Medvedev approach to start. And if that doesn't work, okay, change it. But that's how I would start. We got to see we got to see what he does. But what whatever he does, it's about taking away the easy points on the Struff serve. No aces, no service winners. No easy serve plus ones. As soon as Alcaraz gets out of that initial violence, first shot, second shot, he's probably going to be in good, good shape. He just needs to escape those first couple shots. Okay. Um, next thing. On the Alcaraz serve, it's kill or be killed. Kill or be killed. With Struff, it's the same thing. Jan Lennart is going to be aggressive. So for Alcaraz... Uh, serve location is going to be crucial because we've seen Struff in these last couple matches. If you give him second serves or even if you if you miss your spot on first serves, he is going to try to crush the return and take control of the rally right away, if not finish the rally right away. He is, in my estimation, the most aggressive returner on the ATP Tour. I don't know anyone else on the Tour. Karatsev is up there. Frankly, Alcaraz is up there on his second serve return as well. Uh, Tiafo is up there. But Struff might be the most aggressive returner on tour. So uh, you have to stay away from his strike zone, both on the forehand and the backhand. Alcaraz has another decision to make, as does Juan Carlos Ferrero. They, they have to decide, what are we going to do here? Do we want to limit Struff's opportunities on, on uh, second serve? Uh, return. So do we want to make a high percentage of first serves, take a little bit of pace off and focus on location? Maybe hit a bunch of kick serves even. And that will at least keep Struff from getting looks at second serves that he is definitely going to try to attack. That's the first option. The second option is we are going to gun the serve, gun the first serve, and try to get tons of aces and service winners because we know that Struff is going to be standing up on the baseline looking to be aggressive. And what we can do is get a bunch of free points to take advantage of that. Once again, I have an opinion. If I were coaching Alcaraz, I would say, hit the first serve, baby. 
I want to see 130 in the corner. Let's rack up those aces. Uh, and on the second serve, you might get attacked, but we're going to just try to try to fend it off and deal with that. You know, uh, that would be what I think would be best. All right. So with the serve, killer be killed. What's going to happen? Alcaraz needs to be the killer on serve, in my opinion. Baseline rallies, simple plan here. Uh, make, Struf, make Struf hit forehands moving to his right. That is really where he breaks down. That is where uh, he is not able to hang. If you, if you make him move to his right and hit forehands, he misses a ton and he doesn't move all that well into that corner. Sometimes can, can leave the ball short, a little bit spinny. Pretty good on the backhand side, even on the run. You know, sometimes he can hit some great backhands on the run, but on the forehand, not so much. So that's going to be the play. You know, try to get into that forehand of forehand and make him move to his right. And lastly, look for the lob. Struff can get very close to the net. He can get very tight. Alcaraz has brilliant lobs. And we've seen a lot of players in the past with great backhand lobs. Murray uh, and Hewitt kind of really, you know, come to mind. Alcaraz has a great forehand lob. I have not seen that very often, but just something to keep in mind. Um, that I think Alcaraz will be keeping an eye on that. If Struff gets too close to the net, expect him to be ready to lob. I don't think he's going to be falling to the trap that many players would fall into of just, you know, constantly going for the passing shot and not considering the lob at all times. Let's talk about Struff. And obviously, since I did Alcaraz first, there's going to be some parallels here. For Struff, of course, the key is to recognize Alcaraz's return position and make a plan based on that. Serve and volley if Alcaraz is deep. Stick with that. I think if he stays back, he is doomed. If Alcaraz stays deep and Struff stays back and Alcaraz hits you know, the high loopy return that Nadal is so good at that, boy, he's hit really well throughout this tournament. Uh, I don't know that Struff is going to be able to find enough plus one aggression to actually put himself in a position to win the point. So you have to serve and volley if Alcaraz is deep. If Alcaraz is in, simple. Need to hit aces, needs to hit service winners, which he's done so well all tournament long. Just like he did against Karatsev, um, and just like he did against Tsitsipas. And both Karatsev and Tsitsipas were, uh, you know, not really playing that retrieval return style. Although Tsitsipas was... Uh, in, on the second serve at times. Um, for Struff in the baseline rallies, what he needs to do to avoid that, you know, getting on the run on the forehand and also to draw the short ball, he needs to crush ground strokes deep middle at the Alcaraz forehand. Take a page out of Sinner's book. Uh, Struff has the power to do that, unlike Chorich. You know, Chorich doesn't hit big enough to do that. But Struff can hit big enough to go hard, deep, middle at the Alcaraz forehand, look for the short ball off of that. And then once you get that short ball, you can spread the court on your approach shot and then try to finish it net. Uh, in summary for Struff, right? He fights an uphill battle because he's a one-way player. Offense, offense, offense. Great at it, by the way. Phenomenal. But offense, offense, one way. Alcaraz is two-way, offense and defense. So it stands to reason that if Struff is going to win, 
he needs to disproportionately play to his strong side of the tennis, which is his offense. So he needs to play way more offense than Alcaraz. And you have to do that um, by being in attack, obviously far more than Alcaraz. That means dominating the serve and return. Aggressive returns for Struff are a key and a must. And that's going to be the main thing that I'm watching for. Uh, look, I don't think Struff is going to have a great time breaking Alcaraz's serve. I just don't. Uh, especially if Alcaraz serves as well as I think he will. Uh, but I know that Struff will hold... Will, uh, I know that uh, Struff will also be holding serve a decent amount. The, the breaking of serve is dependent on Struff landing some aggressive returns. So I'll be watching for the Alcaraz serve against the Struff return more than anything else. My prediction, my, my hunch is that this is going to be a showcase for Alcaraz's serve improvement. Uh, he knows how important it is against Struff in particular. The conditions set up perfectly for him to do this. Uh, we've seen him use it in finals before uh, when he's needed it, uh, like against Kasparud at the U.S. Open. And I expect a lot of cheap points for Alcaraz as Struff looks to be aggressive on the return. I also think that Alcaraz will have fresher legs. I am concerned for Jan Lennard's fatigue levels coming into this match. Uh, I know he has a day off, and that's good, but it's been a lot. It's been very taxing, and I guess the, the stat to kind of watch on that front is first serve percentage. If his legs are tired, he's not going to make as many first serves, which is obviously going to be an issue. The pressure is all on Carlitos, but I've been so impressed with how he's handled it. It's not easy to be in the position that he's in, where the entire draw has completely gone wild, and the, the top player in the semis, besides you, is what? Chorich is the 17th seed coming in on a massive losing streak. The other side, you have, you have two guys who played qualifying, and you're in Madrid. You know, we have seen players in that situation, especially young players, be like, oh, holy crap, I need to win and just kind of uh, be affected by that kind of pressure. I, I don't think Alcaraz, I think Alcaraz is past that. I, I, I don't think he's in that uh, mental position where he falls victim to that anymore. So I'm, I'm very confident in Alcaraz's performance here. And uh, I'm excited because Struff, Struff brings a lot of stuff to the table that I think is, is more, even more interesting than, uh, honestly, Chorich and Hachinov, um, and even Zverev um, in, at the level that Zverev was playing, certainly. So I'm excited to see it, but I still do have Alcaraz in straights. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to subscribe. I'll see you next time. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.